I got a new mower. I, you probably heard me talking to Becky about it. Yeah. Well, uh, sort of. Yeah. I was doing all this shit in here. Uh, long story short, uh, basically got a zero turn mower from my uncle. What's a zero turn mower? It's also, one. tell me you're old without telling me you're old. Okay. <laughs> you know what a zero turn is. Don't you know what yeah. that what? what that is? Old? That saying? Te- tell me you're old without telling me you're old. No, it sounds like a meme on Facebook. It is a meme. Oh, okay. I think uh, I read that today. It's... Basically, it was a joke and oh, you didn't get it. I did not get it. Um, so I get this mower, zero turn mower, and uh, basically had to swap out. Like, my brother's getting my old mower. I got this from my uncle. Okay. Dad drives across town and then he actually mows my lawn with it. And then he kind of gives me a rundown. Like, all right, it's pretty sensitive. You got to be careful. It goes, qu- it goes quick, really fast. So. Is it a Tesla? Almost. <laughs> God, I should put like a solar panel on the back of that. You should. Anyway, uh, so dad's kind of giving me the rundown. He's like, all right, you sit down. All right. And then uh, he's like, now how do we turn it on? I'm like, first, you turn the time circuits on. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's your dad said that? That's what I oh, said. That nice. Well played. And he, he didn't get it. But I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it was the choke, you know? Yeah. First, you got to turn the time circuits on. <laughs> This one tells where you are. This, this one, one tells you're going. <laughs> this one tells you where you've been. <laughs> so that's a zippy kind of thing. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, we'll see a week and a half from now how I do with the real lawn because I just, nice. uh, you know, I celebrated. Uh, we had a little birthday get together for myself. Guys. I have a secret. Yeah. Wednesday is Joe's birthday. Oh, no. There you go. So uh, my parents' uh, chairs were still in the garage. Yeah. So dad had driven over, and then mom just got off work, so she drives over to my place to pick up dad. But in the meantime, my parents get their yeah. chairs and sit in the driveway, and they're just watching me zip around my lawn. <laughs> like, I'm not mowing. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to turn around trees. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay. It was a joy ride. Yeah. You can say that. Oh, yeah. I had to dial it in. And I feel like I'm going to mess something up. You feel like you're going to mess up the mower? It's very touchy. Like, my dad said, like, hey, by the way, uh, I got caught on one of your trees. Like, it was just that uh, touchy or, like, you got to you gotta really know. You have to have a sense of your space. I see. Big time with this one. Because it's like turning, um, best way I can describe it is turning a, a shopping cart backwards. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where Yes. Um, it's just, uh, it turns on a dime, but you got to know where that is because once you start turning your back end swings, bam, you could take out something stupid, you know, like, oh, there goes a bush. All right. Like, <laughs> whatever. Well, it's been fun, Bush. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I was doing was zipping around in my yard before nice. I came here. Oh, that was just now. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm a little bit nice. running late. I, I think we've had our mower for three years now and you know at the beginning of the season you're like are you gonna start uh, i <laughs> know and it has yeah it's been and we've never had to use the electric start mm-hmm. i mean fuck i'm not even sure if the electric start will start anymore because we've never used it yeah so but it's been going strong good yeah anyway we're old and we talk about lawnmowers right. now there we go exciting uh, lame <laughs> uh this is how we start episodes. Yeah. This is the way it is now. Um, I got you a drink. Yes, thank you. Yes. And uh I didn't do I didn't do salt on the rim, so I just sprinkled some salt inside. That's okay. It tastes pretty good. Excellent. By the way, 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the opposite of important. Hey. Over here we have Joe. I am Lance. What is your shirt? This is a birthday gift. It's a retro okay. shirt. Okay, yeah. Ames, Iowa. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. The way that that Me. looked, yeah. Well, with the M and the E without the middle part of the E, it almost looked like a DMC oh, logo. The close. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty close. That's pretty nice. So anyway, I got a retro looking shirt that says Ames, Iowa on it. Because uh, that's on my Amazon list, and I didn't know I didn't know on what route to go because there was some cool looking Story City shirts, mm-hmm. but then there was some really cool AIM shirts. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if I start doing stand up again, it'd be fun to be that guy that has his hometown shirt no matter where he goes. Oh, that's true. Kind of like Nick Swordson does, where he he wears a bar shirt from Minneapolis no matter. Oh, you that's know, funny. Where it's just like, oh, you're you're that okay? You're from this. And, oh, it helps identify. I've you. been there. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, could be a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Except for when you go anywhere else besides Ames, because nobody's been there, right? But you'd be surprised. Uh-huh. My dentist or my, uh, my was it my dental hygienist? The cute one. Uh, all of them. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Everyone knows my dentist. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, so my dental hygienist uh, said, like, you know, I'm like, you know what? Whenever I go on vacation, I say this t- and she agreed. And I'm like, you know, every time I go on vacation, I try to pack one Iowa State shirt. Ah. Just to kind of see if anyone points you out. Yeah. Because you never know. It's the That's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember growing up. And we went to like Disneyland in California. Mm-hmm. And then we were on some ride. And the people who were in front of us were from fucking Iowa, <laughs> too. And we're just like, what? I know, granted, yes, it's not, relatively not that far away. Right. Yeah. But still, you're just like, what? She's like, well, my husband and I went to Italy. I did that same thing. No one's going to know anything. Throw on an Iowa State shirt, start, goes about her day. And then wherever they were getting drinks, there was someone that crossed the way. Are you from Ames, Iowa? Like, yes. <laughs> I, like, oh, so are we. And like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were just in the middle of, like, France. <laughs> like, I can one-up that story, I think. Yeah. So, Becky and I got married one time. And we went on our honeymoon and we went, so my aunt and uncle had a timeshare in Cabo San Lucas. Oh, yeah. So we went down there and we stayed at one of many very elaborate resorts. Like, it's a huge fucking place, but it's all, I forget the name of it because it's been forever. But not only is Cabo San Lucas huge, yeah, but this place in which we were staying was huge. And one day we went down to a particular section of the beach and it was like us walking kind of towards the water. And then there was two other people down towards the water and they as we were walking down there, they were coming back up and I look up and I see a girl that I knew from Iowa State. Like, what the fuck? Named, like, she was, a, she was a friend of mine. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't talked to her in some time. Her yeah. name was Sarah Grove. Yeah. And I think she must have been there with her family or something. But at the exact same time, at the exact same place. And we could have, we could have existed in this city and, and in this resort without seeing no, each and, other. Yeah. And we happened to be on the same part of the beach at the same time. 
It was fucked up. Like, what's up? And that's, we were like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How is this even yeah. possible? My mom had a similar situation where uh, her uncle, or sorry, my uncle, her her uh, brother is a priest in, oh, yeah. in Aspen. Where was she going? I think Arizona or whatever. So she threw on a shirt that was whatever Colorado. Aspen, Colorado, something like that. Yeah. They go to, I th- where was it? I think it was like maybe the hotel they were staying in or somewhere. Anyway, um, there was like one of the bellhops, I don't know, was just like noticed my mom wearing an Aspen. Co- hey, I'm from Aspen, Colorado. You know, it was like my, <laughs> I'm not from, I'm from Iowa. My my uh, brother is a priest in Aspen. Oh, really? Is it like uh, Father Mike? Uh, yes, that's that's my brother. It's like, oh yeah, no, I was I was went through confirmation with him. This is like, oh what? Okay, thanks for see- like one of those things. Like what? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, middle of like Arizona or some shit. That's like it is a much smaller world than you think. Yeah, very it's much. Pretty crazy. Uh, there was another time that I ran into a cousin of mine. Is she had second or third cousin. I don't I don't know how all that works, but we were at the Orange Bowl in 2003 down in Florida in Miami. And yeah, I just ran into my cousin, Tina. And I'm like, uh, this is weird. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) But then again, that's not as weird as like the Cabo situation, because it was the University of Iowa. That makes sense. In Florida. And so there was a lot of people that were supporters of the university. Yeah. Yeah. Then like my parents uh, went on like one of, I don't know, they were celebrating an anniversary of theirs and they, they decided to go to Dubuque, Iowa. And so they're taking a, an extended weekend. They drive out there and whatever. And then there's like this annoying guy that's kind of at the bar, the hotel bar or whatever, winds up on the elevator with them. And he was just that kind of half drunk, chatty guy, you know, mm-hmm. hey, what's going on, Steve? You know, and oh, I uh, love Steve. Hey, <laughs> and just like. And then uh, they were like, "Hey, wh- hey, where are you from?" You're like, ah, we're you know, Story City, you know, mm-hmm. just like maybe I don't know. When you're in different parts of Iowa, there's chances that they'd never heard. You know, you right. say Ames, people might know Ames anyway. Yeah. Ah, you know, north of Ames, Story City area, and you're just like Story City. I know Story City. Hey, you know that bright green house? And my parents are like, what? Because that particular summer, there was a house down the street that was being painted lime green that everyone talked about. That's an excellent choice. So that dude in an elevator was just like, you know that bright green house? Like, what? The, yeah. I'm like, yes, we do. That's <laughs> just funny. again, the chances of that. It's like, what? right. That's hilarious. Um, so anyway, small world. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> It is a small world after all. That John Denver's full of shit. God. <laughs> so you had a bit of a party. I had a, yes, it this was weekend. Great. It so was that's nice. Yeah. But it's not officially your birthday, so I can't it's say it. It's not. Um, although I am free, I found out my hours this week. You so. did? Yep. Where so, we might actually go out into the real world I'm, and do yeah. do uh do a movie or something. I'm in. I'm free on my birthday night. That's awesome. But uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is kind of my hours this week. Uh, I don't know if anybody's planning on seeing Chris Rock in Spiral. That you know, maybe this is the spinoff episode where we tell people to try to watch it. Spinoff, and then we we do another 
maybe our next episode's talking a little about it without spoilers. I yeah. don't know. Or or we do spoilers. Actually, I really enjoy spoiling things. Well, yeah, but it's like <laughs> the Doug Benson, uh, like, what was it? Doug Loves Movies? Yeah. Podcast on podcast. Hey! Hey! Podcast There it is. Podcast. There it is. <laughs> I used to watch, I used to listen to... You can keep talking. like a minute and a half. Yeah, it fades out. I used to listen to Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies, but he was so up to date on movies that he would like talk about them. He'd ruin it. It was like a game show kind of thing of like top billing, who got top billing, who got second billing. Like, oh man, he made a game out of it. But there was, he was so up to date on movies, like new movies that I couldn't keep up. And then all of a sudden I'd listen to it and hear spoilers. I'm like, ah. Yeah. It's like so that was a frustration of mine, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, that would be fun to maybe talk a little about it, I guess, and tell yeah. people like come on. It's gonna be weird having a podcast in the future and we'll actually be out doing shit so we can discuss it. Yes. I actually you know <laughs> I know for a while. Um we did I, real I'm life. I'm surprised things. we've made it this long. We've done without real life things. I, I know. know. It was all like Rona. Hey, what'd you watch on Netflix? Okay. I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really do anything. I ordered Walmart groceries. It's cool. You are uh, not wrong, sir. But yeah, I'm kind of excited. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, my brother and I went to, yeah, I did have a party. My brother and I wound up in the next day, went to Village End. And mm. it was like, I haven't been here for a year and a half. Remember like, that time we did a podcast from Village End? Yes. No <laughs> one cared. Should do that again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We just, guys, we just took all of our equipment. It was like, so it, it was a It was a simple setup, but still, mm-hmm. like, we just went in there and we knew, uh, because you and I would go there almost, like, weekly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was awesome. Like, we would sit yeah. at the Paula Dean table. We, well, we got to know pretty much <laughs> most of the, most of the waitresses. Yeah, that's true. And so they already knew us. And we're like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then we just got our recording equipment, laptop. Mm-hmm. And just recorded. And then the manager was like doing the books in the next booth or something. And he's like, that's right. Okay, whatever. He didn't give a shit. (laughs) Uh, We were and I remember we were recording and then we uh, just told the audience to hang on while we ordered. Yes. And I I remember going back. (laughs) Yeah, I remember going back and listening to that episode because you can hear the ambience. The the stuff in the back. Yeah. And so you could hear like our our silverware kind of tling, tling. I thought it was hilarious. And we had coffee, and then we interviewed one of the waitresses, and we're like, what's seriously, like, like, what's in it? Like, ser- I mean, come on. I mean, come- <laughs> what is this sauce? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. I, I just, you know, I was telling my brother, I'm like, I miss getting skillets and, like, breakfast food. Yeah, man. Because we used to have Happy Chef here in town, and that went under. I think uh, Story City's kind of hurting a little bit without having a... Uh, breakfasty kind of i don't know truck stop bro i don't think that story city cares it doesn't but that's that was how we grew up and that was the place yeah but it's different times man and they don't yeah because the the happy chef uh building is still up but it's for sale which is like what are you gonna put there i mean like granted yeah you could take down the building i don't know and then like right next door is the taco bell uh, it seems like a waste of money now, mm-hmm. but it was the Taco Bell KFC joint building. Yeah, totally vacant. I don't. Did it last a year? Probably a year. About a year. Yeah, I think I was still married, and then maybe maybe another year because I remember going to get 
shitty tacos. Yeah. Just because I wanted the Olays. Right. But yeah. It was just, I don't know. Like, I miss like the home style. When it's in your backyard, it's just like so much more nonchalant. Let's just go uptown. We'll get some eggs. We'll, you know, we'll get. What is it about small towns that it's like a fast food place and a Mexican place is all that's going to make it. And, and, and pizza ranch. Yeah. If you're, if you live in Iowa, pizza ranch is going to make it in your town. Most likely. I just don't get everything about the Taco Bell and KFC uh, KFC combo should have worked because it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a place that you would go in and stay there. Right. Although they did have some seating. I everything about it would lead you to believe that it should work for fast food. Yeah, cuz and, right and, and it might be street. a little ding on McDonald's. But you know. it's right across the street. So you have burgers, chicken, yeah. and tacos. You know what it is. So when you're a when you're a trucker, you have options of or subway, you yeah. know. You know what it, it what it is is uh all of our pizza places. You know, we have a lot of pizza places. There's so we've got we've got Alley's, we've got Casey's, and what's the other one? Oh, yeah. Pizza Ranch. Pizza Ranch. Yeah. And so we used to have Coco Pellies. Anyway, what was that? Coco Pellies used to be back in like middle school. Coco Pellies. Yeah, that was uh, like at the bank over by the. Anyway, I've never heard of that. It's that's the thing that makes me feel old for Story City people. I was gonna say you're looking a little peaked. You know, I got a few days left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It same thing in my hometown yeah. in Nevada, a Mexican restaurant, Allie's. McDonald's. Yeah. And fuck it out. Uh, yeah, in Nevada. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Yeah. And the thing and is the thing is outside of those types of places, people would just much rather drive 10 miles and have nothing but options. Well, the weird yeah, because Ames yeah. is 10 miles away. That's I, I'm that's surprised where I was about going. Yeah, I'm surprised about Nevada cuz like those locations that you said for Nevada they it's on highway 30 for folks that are listening but dude we opened um, up a bar in nevada and there were we had been there over two years and we would have people come in saying we were on main street bro and they're like oh we had no idea this was here yeah because you can't see it from the highway do you not have peripheral vision yeah is that a thing that you have a problem with but here in story city you put up a kfc you can see it from the interstate Uh so that makes a little more sense so that nevada thing where it's like you're not necessarily passing by, oh, hey, I got to hit this place up, you know? Yeah. You have to drive into town and then see it. And like, oh, okay. Well, here's the, here's what we need to do now. We need mm-hmm. to stop We need to stop talking about uh, local stuff. <laughs> <Pizza>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some feedback from a, a mutual friend. Here we go. That happens to listen from time to time. He was wondering if our podcast was turning into uh, an SNL podcast because that seems oh, to be all that yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was relevant. So it's relevant. I told him that it's not that common, but we might need a button for it. But I know I get wound up when we start talking about and it. And not this button. <laughs> Although right. he might think so. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the gas gets pumping when I get, oh, you know. Uh, podcast sort of talking podcast. Here we go. We already did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Martin Short, Martin Short started a podcast. Uh, he, no, he did. I'm sorry. Shut up, Dave Chappelle. No, no, no. Shut up. Sorry, <laughs> I I screwed that up. Uh, 
redo. <laughs> Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Started a podcast. He did. I knew of this. And d- did you listen to it? I haven't listened to it, but I remember he was interviewed for on Stephen Colbert. I'm First of all, it, yeah. okay, this is going to be like too much information for the, the our listeners. But remember all the issues that I had with the roadcaster with the ambient sound yeah. when we first got it? He has a roadcaster. Uh-huh, and you can hear the And before, before the other tells happened, I could tell that it was doing that thing where the, the audio would get, like, fuzzy when they would talk. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what this thing was doing with the standard settings. And then he started, like, st- this like, exact same button. Uh, and I'm like, fucking Dana Carvey has our exact same. same yeah. Uh, Very first episode. Good. You'll hear it. Good. Yeah. So we have Rogan mics and Carvey boards. That's right. Like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the exact same thing. And if I'm being real about it, and I love Dana Carvey, and I love his stories, all of it, but it was driving me crazy, the audio on the podcast. Sure. That makes a difference. Because I, it, as much you remember, it like I was going fucking insane here when it was doing it to us. Yeah. And I even contacted Guitar Center because I didn't quite understand what the settings were in this thing so i'm calling them like why do we sound like shit when we just paid what was this thing like 800 bucks it was or something a lot like that? yeah yep. so anyway also um in other news uh the, although this is not our news segment quite yet uh we're not millionaires yet that's but right. we still have dogecoin right that's right that's right mm-hmm. oh boy it's about even right now yeah. you might be you might be up a little bit Let's but see. i sold a lot off like about half of mine. So I'm in at about like 50 cents or so. I'm at 117 bucks. Nice. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But I did, I checked out SafeMoon. I think uh-huh. I talked to you briefly yeah. about this. So I got into another crypto that's called SafeMoon and they made a very interesting announcement. Uh-oh. That they are actually going to be working with a a country in South Africa and they are trying to become one of their main sources of currency Hmm. down there, which is really interesting. So it's like a lot of these cryptocurrencies are garbage and like what they in the, in the biz or the people that participate in this stuff, they call them shit coins because somebody develops them and as soon as it's brand new, people try to get in at like point zero 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 one, and then try to make a quick buck. But there's really no point to the to the coin, right? And that's how some people make a decent amount of money. But this coin's actually trying to make a difference. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Which you know, more eyes will get on it. So we'll see what happens. It's probably going to be nothing for some time. But um, latest numbers right here, I have just over 308 million SafeMoon coins. Okay. So I'm putting it out there <laughs> just so it's on record that that I, I have them. And they are valued currently at, let's see here. Oh, it just, it just bumped up a little bit. 0.00009. Oh, one. And if that takes off someday, yeah. Um, 
our podcast is going to change a little bit. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to have some buku guests, y'all. So anyway, I've been I've been having fun with it, and it's even. And I told you a story about how I broke the news about all of this stuff that I've been looking into and trying with my wife. Yeah, and that was a very interesting conversation it was to have it was very informative Educated. and we're still married so yeah, it go. went quite well yeah there it's all yeah. the best you can ask for. and well it was kind of nice because by telling her a bit more about it i was hoping that she would become kind of interested in it like i know that she really doesn't give a shit but if she has a level of interest in which i can talk to her about it and it's not me just talking into the wind that's blowing directly back into my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of nice because I mean I know I can talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, eventually you leave my house, so <laughs> I, know, I need right? somebody else to be able to talk to about it. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. It's exciting. Yeah. So that's my that's my crypto news, except yeah. for the fact that um, for anybody that follows any of this stuff, Elon Musk is like challenging Bitcoin. Yeah. Which is a huge deal. And I know that most of the people that we know and talk to, you know, I've been kind of immersed in this news for a while and watching where prices are or whatever. But Bitcoin, like fucking, we remember when it was nothing. Right. And then it was like, what the fuck are you even talking like, about? What's this Bitcoin? And now one Bitcoin is worth like over $50,000. Right. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So now... To sum up, really, what's happening, Elon Musk is challenging Bitcoin a bit and saying that it's not as great as we originally thought it was because it requires so much energy to mine for those coins. And although Dogecoin started off as a joke, what's interesting about it is that it requires a fraction of that energy. To do that. So now he's kind of getting to the point where he's going all in on Dogecoin just because he can and kind of out of spite. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like it's kind of neat that he's pushing it and, you know, he believes in it. So it's just kind of neat that it's just it's a part of pop culture, but yet it Mm -hmm. could be a very real thing. Yeah. You know, I the the. That's what I was I was talking with Becky about the um, the safe moon situation and the fact that well here I'll find the information about it. Why is now I don't know why safe moon makes it or I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's so new that yeah. you're like you can't use Robin Hood. You got to go over here and then it's a little trickier to put money in. Yeah. Like what's with the barrier? Like So the main barrier is that they're not quite big enough yet that other places like Robinhood would pick them up. That makes sense. Like network TV or something. Like it's but, pilot. it's like a pilot. But if they cross that threshold, then way more people can get in on it and it's going to be huge. Yeah. Now the one thing about SafeMoon that people are kind of apprehensive about is that when you cash out your SafeMoon you will effectively pay a 10% fee Mm -hmm. out of whatever it is that you're cashing out. And 5% of that goes to everybody else that stays in SafeMoon. Hmm. 
And then another 5% goes into like this holding pattern for years. And then they're not quite sure what they're doing with it yet. Hmm. Like this thing's been around for like months. So it's, it's a baby. You know what I mean? But let it sit. Right. Okay. I found it. So the, the country's name is uh, Gambia. Gambia. And which I had never heard before. The, the gist of it is that they're going to work with the ambassador to try and make the safe moon currency part of their country. Yeah. And the reason that that is a big deal for them, especially is that everyone has a cell phone and access to apps, but not everybody there has access to banks. That makes sense. So people can send and receive money to each other you know it uh, although the the type of money is different Mm -hmm. but it all kind of shakes out in the end because even though we have some crypto shit going on we can still cash out and turn it into a u.s dollar right i mean bitcoin is worth over 50 grand but when you cash out you get actual dollars it's like ta-da yeah yeah so so this is interesting because it's one of the few cryptos that is like uh, of these lesser known coins mm-hmm. that aren't really worth anything right now that it's kind of turning into something. So it's kind of like, I don't know where that's going. I don't know why this came up in my mind, but I pictured star Wars episode seven star Wars. Okay. Of three quarter portions. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Simon Pegg. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I guess it's kind of like your Bitcoin. Like, how's this translate? And then real? what was it that you he know? was, what did he offer Ray for, um, a for BBA ton? Like, yeah. it was just like a whole countertop yeah, and something else. And yep. this thing and one, there's something else. In it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That kind of seems like, I don't know, it just kind of it seems like it was a really quarter portion. Quarter, one quarter portion or whatever. <laughs> oh man. You know what I miss? What? I miss the feeling leading up to a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like I still watch and I've seen I think I showed you the most recent one of the video of them debuting uh the the trailer yes. at at Star Wars Celebration 2019. Yeah. So it was the trailer for episode 9. And dude, I'm so fucking emotional. Like I still watch that and I get like, like chills yes. and and teary-eyed and it's like the the fact that like the community's so big and everybody's just so kind to one another when it comes to like Star Wars and whatnot. So and even though it's on a s- smaller scale, than it is compared to going to a uh, like a fucking convention yeah, where yeah. people are coming from all over the world to to be at this thing one time a year or every two years. But to be looking forward to a new movie and you just have and Abrams was really good about this, as were a lot of people back in the day, but now they they give away so much in a fucking trailer. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, exactly. And like, you show all the best shit. Yeah. But that's one thing that was nice about Abrams and and you know, he's basically a baby Spielberg. So I'm also going to say Spielberg as well is that he didn't they didn't spoil their the big shit in yeah. in trailers. And so you knew going in that like you were going to be wowed 
Yeah. And you had no idea. That was my biggest thing was I avoided the fucking trailers for life. Yeah. And I just, that's the reason, even though people are like, oh, it doesn't really give away stuff. I'm like, in a way it does. Because then, Mm -hmm. you know, the imagery, you know, like, oh, this happened. Well, hold on. This was in the trailer, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, it's just like, and it, it gives you more. You know, of a surprise for your dollar. Yeah. So that's why I was always like, nope, no, shut off the TV. I just kept on like movies I really want to see. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a little surprise for your dollar. Uh-huh. Woo! <laughs> I forgot. We have to take a commercial break. There we go. <laughs> oh, your dollar's worth so much more now. Ah! Is it? Oh, my God. This is actually turning out to be a room in here. I know. It's a kind nursery excited. for Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nursery for Sam. Yeah. Bring him up. Did you guys hear our latest album, Monder? It's uh, it's in our podcast. Yeah. That one, that one was a lot of fun. It sounded really good. What You know what I love is how much you seem to be into Prince now. A little bit more. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty stoked about that. that. I know that you're not a hardcore fan. Yeah. But you're, it's definitely piqued your interest, it's, which is it's neat. It's more like, oh, okay. Well, because, you know, again, you talk to some people that are into it. You know, it's like anything. Yeah. Where you kind of, how, how else do you get into stuff? Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes some people, they're like, oh, hey, no, did you know this? Like, oh, yeah, okay. What was yeah. the last thing that you just got into on your own? Like that, that you just kind of discovered? Like I would imagine that I could be wrong because maybe it was your brother that did this. And then you followed suit. But did you just find the Saw movies, the Saw franchise on your own? And it kind of turned into one of your favorite things? Um, For those who don't know, Joe loves the Saw movies. That was actually, um, that was a little bit more my brother. Because Mm. since he was a few years older than me, he had had his license. He had older friends. You could go watch rated R shit. Yeah, he had a little bit of money because he had a job at that time. Or, you know, I'm like late middle school, not quite there yet. Yeah. And so here I was so jealous as a kid. I get it. Everyone kind of goes through it, you know, where, you know, you're late, late middle school, early high school where like you can't really do anything yep. unless your older brother or mom or dad kind of listens to you. But that's not you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so he would I swear to God, he would go to a movie a week. And then he would come back and he's like, hey, I, I saw the new Austin Powers. I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You know, and then, oh, hey, hey, uh, we just watched this. Uh, it was Saw. And I, I heard some buzz about it. Saw came okay. out in 2004. Yeah. Which would have been, I, um, I would have been, um, was it four? Because Alex would have been out probably 2003, somewhere around there. Anyway, I was a freshman in high school or, yeah, somewhere around that time. And uh, so, yeah, it was just I knew it was on the radar as like this under the radar horror movie. Yeah. But then it started gaining steam. You could kind of hear about it. Well, it was it was different in the way that it was. He he didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there was that. And it was it was almost like uh, what do they call it? A um, like a bottle episode. Yeah. And, you know, you're. You're basically in one room for a majority of the movie of the movie. And it was just a completely different concept. Yeah. It wasn't a slasher. Right. It wasn't, you know. And when you have something like that, whether it be that or the Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity, then you know it's going to be Sequel City afterwards. 
And then how do you, you know, one up the last one? Yeah. And some of them did it well. And I feel like Saw did it pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I think that this new Spiral movie that Chris Rock is doing is going to be, I think, I think it will help the franchise because it gives it an opportunity to take it into a different direction and kind of a different format, at least from what I'm believing from seeing in the, in the trailer. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's kind of, it's exciting that it's coming out. Um, But yeah, yeah. When that all started, there was enough buzz around school that, uh, you heard some of the older, older high school kids talking about like, oh, did you? Oh my god! And mm-hmm. then this, and the, you know how you kind of hear a half a conversation, and then someone's describing something in a movie. Yeah, Just, and then this happened. And then oh my god, you know. And I remember my brother coming home. He had seen it, and then he's like, "Well, this is kind of how it breaks down." And he was telling me, "I'm like, man, that's really huh." And somehow I wound up seeing it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you can get away with seeing rated R shit that. I don't know how I saw the first saw. I'm, I don't think. I don't. Was it DVD? Th- it probably was. Yeah. I mean, if it was a rated R movie, and I was like, 13, I remember the clear DVD yes. case that it came in. I and, have them all upstairs. Yeah, man, all of them. Yeah, except for like number eight. But uh, we don't talk about that one. I know, <laughs> but it was so cool. <laughs> and then I think I saw it on DVD because uh, I was looking up the history of it when I was kind of going through it. A couple of where I'm like, hold on here. When you when you deal with a saga. Or those bigger movies that have more than three, mm-hmm. you know, like Harry Potter and all that jazz. Sometimes you run into like a director only did it for a few, and then like the next, like it's kind of rare that a, the same director did every single movie. If it's mm-hmm. a trilogy, I get, but if any more than like three, it's kind of rare that yeah. like a director's just stayed on, you know. So I looked it up, and like it looks like the same director was on for like one, two, and three. And then like four, five, six, seven, eight, we were all another person. Other people, yeah. So, oh, it was all the same person, or or different directors for each one. Oh, uh, it was basically one and two. So oh, like okay. One, two, three was one guy, and then I literally never paid attention yeah, to the directors because I was just so curious as to just you know, I don't know what else he's done before. Mm-hmm. Didn't really look like a whole lot, and then saw happen, and that's his success. You know. Um, I don't even know the director, but anyway. Um, yeah, it was just kind of just something to look into because, like, you know, Harry Potter. First and the second movie, pretty fucking similar. Yeah. Third one, you're like, there's a different tone. I get it's a different book, but you just, like, they're doing some stuff that seems a little different. But not bad. didn't the second movie have a different director? Or did, did Chris Columbus do both? I think he was on both. And then it he wasn't him both. on the third. Because I was going through them last but summer. But John Williams did the score for the first one. Which a lot of people may not know. But that was actually the uh, the Mighty Duck Man himself. Right. See? <laughs> it's not, I don't think he did Mighty Ducks. Nah. Emilio! Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I feel like we did not answer my question no. because we just started talking about saw but it was kind of like you know the ring was a big deal when it came out as yeah, well yeah because it was just it was just different and it's yeah. like seven days and then it just turned into this whole your phone thing ring. and then everybody would want to show it to yeah. to their friends and yeah it's <laughs> fucking crazy man but yeah okay so that one doesn't count so what tell me Something that you just stumbled upon yourself, um, and it just kind of turned into your like. Would it be? I people are going to be mad, but would it be SNL? 
Like was you just tr- kind of found mm-hmm. it yourself? Well, I was turned on to that one because mm-hmm. um, my parents have known it. All right. And it was so it doesn't of, count. I don't think that counts. Yeah. Or Leno. So tell like, me. Hey. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, shows. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of shows that my dad was like, okay, so here's here's how we're. Okay. Saturday Night Live. There's someone that hosts. And then they do. See, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I think once the internet came out, I started diving more into it. Like, oh, my God. You know. Okay. So I kind of went that direction knowing. Anyway, my regular interests. Um, Leno was one of those things where I was just up late enough. And, and dad was like, okay, this is how a talk show works. He's doing the monologue. It's just jokes that are kind of from the daily, you know, stuff that's in the news. It's actually kind of funny that your dad explained yeah. to you how late night Well, works. I never really stayed up. Like, you know, I was like, this was like early middle school. So, like, okay. that's a time where I'm not really familiar with, yeah. you know. And so he's, here I am, like, 10, 11 years old. And he's like, okay, so he's going to tell some jokes. And then they're going to come back after a commercial break. They're going to do a comedy bit. And then the next person is going to be the first guest. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh okay, okay. So I, it was weird that it was, I don't know, it was just funny that when your parents like break it down for you, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, you know. It's too bad he didn't show you Letterman. Yeah, I, was, I, I don't know what it was. But uh, uh, I think I, I you know, I, I wound up believing a lot of what mom and dad's. I get, because you're young, you're impressionable. And my dad didn't, he didn't love Letterman. So I think that's what it There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that totally, yeah. Did he have the green, hold on, did he have the green chair and the orange couch duo? Because that's what his set was forever. I guess we'll find out. Oh, surveys. Green, I'm looking for green. Sorry, we need a TV here. That'd be great. God, we'll get there. We'll work on it. Welcome to the Tonight Show. All right, here we go. 2003, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what references of George Bush? (laughs) Show. Well, the sun is out tonight. Today again, what a storm we had. Was that unbelievable? It's like the storm of the century here in Los Angeles. No, it was. Traffic was so bad. Listen to this. Illegal aliens were actually giving back their driver's license. That's that's true. In fact, I know, Kev, out of your house, the floodwaters were so high, Kev had to use his inflatable Halle Berry doll as a flotation. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't get away with that joke today. <laughs> but it, uh. oh, it's good. It yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. Ooh, President Bush is traveling. President Bush is going to London on Monday, on Monday and he's taking along extra security, you know, in case Prince Charles tries anything <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, Prince Charles now battling with these allegations that he had a homosexual affair. In fact, he's going to go with the Arnold strategy. He's going to investigate himself to see if he's gay. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure how that works. We don't want to know how that works. Well, actually, today, today, Prince Charles met with the uh, archbishop who recommended he be transferred to another parish. Yeah, so that's what they're doing there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, groaners. Let's see what's going on. American officials in Iraq are reportedly very frustrated with the Iraqi government because instead of making progress, the Iraqis are fighting about who's going to be in charge and who's going to make the most money. Well, we said we wanted to give them American style democracy. Sounds like they got it. Yeah. Boom. All right. Give me a good one, Jay. Yeah, all right. You know where President Bush was today? Disneyland. He was in Orlando, Florida. And he was in Disneyland, and he spoke about his plan for health care for all Americans. I believe he delivered the address in Fantasyland. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. 
there are two things like man okay so uh i was probably yeah i was it's 2006 um we did a boy scout trip and it was to the boundary waters and it was a week long and what I didn't, I knew like ahead of time that I didn't want to miss certain things above Leno because there was like, you know, next week we're going to have this person. And I'm like, ah, and yeah. this is the VHS days. Of course. You know, and I'm going on a Those trip. Those are the best like, days. Mom, like this day, this time, like I really want to see Jay Leno. Don't, don't forget. I really want to get it. Mm-hmm. And what Jay Leno was doing was like, there was some fun stuff that he did, you know, um, him and Katie Couric switched places for a week or a, or a day. Hmm. So Katie Couric flew all the way to LA and was a uh, host of the tonight show. And then Jay Leno went all the way to New York and, uh, was interviewing people on the today show for, uh, so it was like stunt stuff, you know, where he was on the today show for a day talking about the news and he yeah. interviewed Colin Powell and huh. yeah. So it was like a big network, like we're going to switch these two and yeah. it's kind of fun. Um, so that when I was in Boy Scouts and the one I didn't want to miss was the hype of the guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, okay. Coming to, and they were yeah. going to re- not only give him a new look or whatever, they were going to redo and decorate the set. So, of course, when I was growing up, I was used to the guest chair being bright green and then the other couch was bright orange. Mm-hmm. So that's and then right after uh, it was a very colorful. set. Yeah. So Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came in and totally redid it and they kept it. And so there was aspects that kind of changed. But for the most part, and they were like, there was no day. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> after that episode, there was no green couch yeah. and orange chair. That's funny. Yeah, or green chair and orange couch. And so uh, I just, I vividly remember that. Uh, But yeah, so the funny part about that was I was in, you know, the Boundary Waters. And apparently that week, what was huge in the news was that like half of California lost power for like a government. So here we are canoeing. And then we mm-hmm. got, get back home, and mom's like, man, you should have heard the news. I'm like, I was in a boat. Like, oh. Did they record it for you? And they recorded it, so I remember watching. Nice. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, yeah. And and, and the uh, the guest was Jackie Chan like that oh, day. Oh, nice. So Jackie Chan comes out as the first guest, and then Leno has like his gooped-up hair because yeah. it's you know queer. It's just different. He had like a big... Like uh, what was it? A uh, uh, belt buckle on? Like mm-hmm. he's just like, look at that! So he's just like commenting on that. Anyway, the set looked good. He looked a little goofy because you know it's queer eye, whatever. And then uh, Jackie Chan comes out and like, I am a guy and Jackie Chan and Rush Hour Three and uh, he's, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then uh, he comes out and then uh, Jackie Chan has his broken English and he's like, oh. Uh, duh, you you gay you gay and he's like no i'm not i'm not gay no 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 this is these guys have their show and just yeah. like oh okay okay it was just kind of funny how he phrased it but that's something i i always remember and, and one of my favorite jokes was when it was uh bush and uh, it was super simple but i thought it was the funniest fucking thing and it okay. stuck with me he's just like oh well president bush held a news press conference and uh, you know uh, he was asked uh, his plans on making the economy stronger you know and and uh, he said yeah i was thinking of making the dollar bill or like yeah what was it he was like uh he was asked actually about uh, making the dollar bill stronger and he was saying, yeah, I was thinking of making it two-ply. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. 
<laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I got some fun Leno stories. I appreciate that. Yeah, like, That'd be fun if you had those tapes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember, that, yeah, that was I, just on my mind. I remember at my my grandma's house, and I mean, we had it at our house too. But I I was kind of more in charge of the, like what was what was where when it came to the tapes and and all of that because I was the only one that gave a shit about it. But <laughs> you know, you would have like a certain area where you would have tapes that you could continue to record over, yeah. and then other ones you would make sure that you would label them. Like, no, and, don't touch so, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, I think I've sent you a couple interesting. Uh, photos and videos of different like first of all there's tapes that be, uh, for anybody that doesn't know uh, real quick I convert tapes for another company that the, uh, that individuals bring them in like their old family home videos and whatever and first of all you wouldn't believe the stuff that ends up getting recorded over right. with like, like sports whoops <laughs> like somebody I, I feel like there's a statute of limitations so you can't get mad at dad about this one you know for recording a over a graduation or something like that but if I mean if we're being honest graduation videos are incredibly boring anyway but uh but yeah there, there's stuff like that there was recently there was a um it must have been a camcorder that this grandfather owned and it would go like on the same tape even there would be a there was footage of him holding like a, a grandchild and then it would cut to and I'm not joking. Yeah, <laughs> it was some sort of event where it was like a topless. No, it was weird. It was full naked. Con- well, it was supposed to be topless. Oh, and then but then they were like they went further. Yeah, uh. but it was like it was a biker event uh, like i don't sense. know what it i don't know what it was um sense. uh i so it it didn't give me enough information to know like where it was or what the name of the event was but it was just a bunch of people on their fucking motorcycles and then there was a stage set up and i assumed that they had some sort of musical acts there but then at some point they're like all right let's make some ladies some money yeah. and it then like- it was just like what? boobs everywhere yeah. and all kinds, Joe, mm-hmm. all kinds, not necessarily the kinds you, you would want. expect to nope. see on nope. stage. Nope. <laughs> and then when that video was done, it cuts back to family videos. <laughs> and uh. let's say, because I, I don't know these people, but let's say that this guy passed away. And they found out that they have these uh, like eight millimeter tapes that well that's <laughs> that the belong thing is, to their that belong to their father or grandfather and they're like, Oh, I wonder what grandpa had uh, that well, he uh, recorded for us. And this is like forty-five minutes of just him zooming in. On boobs. Like I texted Joe and I'm like, yeah. the level of perv. That this guy yeah. was. I was like, what? So I got a small clip. But again, it <laughs> what made so me think about disturbing. it. <laughs> what made me think was like, where is your line? Right. Where is the line? Or do you have a conversation of, I don't know, they know so, what's in there. So the the, you know? the lady that, that runs the place, I we, she never talked to me about it. She just told me that if it ends up being like, uh, a movie or something like that that was recorded off of TV or whatever, odds are they don't want it. Now, we've come 
a couple times to an agreement that if the tape actually has a label on it and it says that it's a particular show or a program that was on TV, then they know that that's what's on the tape because it says it on the label. But as far as like free flow and boobies, uh, nobody told me anything. But I so but the I, back end of it, I convert all this stuff, and then <laughs> and then I put it onto a USB for them, and I just I can't imagine what these family members are gonna think. Because do you try to buffer it or assume that I guess it's in oh the I pie. don't say anything I guess I just yeah. I label them with the the number. A format that I'm supposed to, like, okay. and I give it back to them. And the thing is, is that the business that I'm doing it for, they don't see it, so they just hand it off. It's so weird. It's just like okay, yeah. So I don't know if that was in your realm to be like, all right, here's the deal. Um, this is what I found. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we should return it or if we should. No, you know, I just like, I I didn't say anything because from my standpoint, if we don't give it back to them. Then I don't get paid. That's true. So here's all of your grody grandfather's booby tapes. There you go. Yeah. But still, I mean, I guess. All right. I don't know what was on the others, but here's a surprise for anyone <laughs> fast for. I don't know. It's like, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> it's God. So weird. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, I would not be doing my job. As a David Letterman fan, there you if go. I played a clip of Leno from 2003 without oh. a clip of Mr. David Letterman from, from 2003. Here we go, same joke. From the Creeks, dog dirty and loaded for fair. <laughs> These have not been pre screened. Right? No. So I <laughs> Keeps it fresh. <laughs> yeah, all right. 60 degrees. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Nice to see you. Welcome to the Late Show, everybody. My name is uh, Dave Letterman, and I hope you're having a love fest. God bless you. I love you as well. Thank you, man. Nobody loves Leno. <laughs> same. Hey, have, you, have you heard from Ricky? Ah, screaming. <laughs> I, uh... This proves exactly what I was talking about. Here in New York City in the summertime, everybody is in a festive mood. You know, you can yes. feel it. Yes. It feels like a feels yes. like a festival. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. This morning, coming to work, my cab driver in his turban, he had chips and salsa. Here's uh, news from the world of show business. Sharon Stone now is apparently going to be playing Hillary Clinton in an upcoming movie. (laughs) Sharon Stone will be playing the part of Hillary Clinton, married to Bill Clinton. And I was thinking about this. Well, you know, if Hillary Clinton in real life actually looked like Sharon Stone... (laughs) Man, it would have worked out, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a good chance Bill would not have been impeached. Wow. <laughs> you know when you think about it? Let's see. Yeah, Mr. S, everybody. 
one of those jokes you don't even need to finish. Right? Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> That's a very different contrast to go straight from Leno to yeah. Letterman. And like, I don't know, Leno bounced around and kept it topical. This is what happened today. This is what, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Letterman had to like, you know, he had jokes. Yeah. It didn't really have to relate to anything, like the food stand. Mm-hmm didn't matter what happened today. He just told that, you know? You know what was also interesting about, at least what I believe, is that Leno stuck with, like, the news and the headlines and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the monologue. But I feel like Letterman had a lot of inside jokes with his audience. Well, that's the thing. It was I was well, I'm like, ah, he hasn't called yet. I'm like, well, who the fuck is that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, so yeah, different audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even down to the, you know, he would visit uh, Rupert's Deli, like around oh. the corner <laughs> and have, and, you know, not that Leno didn't have stuff with Kevin Eubanks and whatever, yeah. but then he would have like his stagehand Biff and kind of like what Conan yeah. Yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I, I think that Dave and Conan are pretty similar actually huh. in the way that they would do things and have bits the string dance, that would happen make it more well vaudeville. yeah i mean letterman would have like a particular person come out of the door that was on the the right hand side of the stage right. and like do a bit yeah with him and then oh. like conan almost just took that and, to the next yeah. level he did do that yeah yeah huh. so and and i think leno for better or for worse, just stuck to his format. Yeah. He didn't it, really do bits, did he? Um, I don't remember him doing no. that. And I did check in. I told you, I checked in on him from time to time. Yeah. Just it, to make sure he was, you know, doing all right. Yeah. yeah. His thing was that his whole thing was the monologue. Yeah. That was all pretty much Leno because, like, I saw when he was retiring i guess the first time from mm-hmm. from the tonight Too show soon. you know even because he came back after the jay leno show yeah anyway um god that was so awkward like yeah. it was just awkward to experience and watch yeah i'm like Those and are, huh? and like you didn't know if it was leno's fault or if it was somebody else's With fault the and then you just felt like crap yeah. for conan yeah and anyway yeah so here i am like uh or where was he going in with this yeah, Leno was all about the monologue. I saw this uh, news special yeah. that followed him when he took over for Carson. And oh, okay. Then this one followed him, that, and he's been doing the same thing for years, is that he goes to the same comedy club and works out jokes, and it showed him in, like, 92, and he'd signed his name on the wall, and then it showed him, you know, at, Jay's, like, 70 or something like that. So, like, towards the mm-hmm. end, you know, Showed him walking down the hall and pointing at this. And hey, it's my signature. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he's doing the same gig. And so what he'll do is he'll read the paper and then he'll go, he'll do his comedy gig. And he's never been paid for, yes, he's been paid, but he doesn't see that money. The mm-hmm. money that he got paid for the Tonight Show, he donated it to charity because his mentality is that you always have a side job. You know, you you take money and you bank, you know, you spend yeah. it. But the other job's one that you just put it in the bank and just let it sit. Yeah. You know? So he's like, I've just been used to, I've always had two jobs, you know, so that's stand up and I get all my money from stand up. Yeah. I don't see a thing from the Tonight Show. It's like, wow. And it I, keeps him going. Yeah. I, I heard of that as well. It's yeah. smart. It's yeah. interesting. And then he yeah. went, yeah. And so it showed in this bit that, uh, back in the, like the early nineties, but he still does the same thing. 
is that he was reading the newspaper and he stayed up so late that even like the morning newspaper was enough to work, you know. So hmm. he had one of those, you know, much like Saw, you know, he had one of those little tape recorders. Call back. Yeah. And then he would he would read the newspaper and he'd kind of think of something silly to say, and then he'd be like, "Okay, the news today." So he dictate it, and then uh, and then it said, "Here's a couple hours later." So he would do this for several hours, just find mm-hmm. jokes, and that was his monologue. You do a couple headlines that are obvious, and you do a couple in sports, you do a couple in politics, and you do. Yeah. So it's just more well rounded. And he's like, "That's what the monologue was. Huh. Was the newspaper? Just you know, you do a couple jokes here, a couple jokes over here. It's interesting. Like, oh hey, in the news, you know, you lose weight, and it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle. So it's very much he he designed it like a newspaper. That's cool. And so you could tell, like, well, here's a couple hours later, and then that same joke that like you know three hours later was kind of choppy was kind of getting smoothed out like oh he's mm-hmm. getting somewhere with it and then he goes to work and he goes through rehearsal and then those jokes that were on the tape met they showed the clip and it landed but to do that every time would just be fucking yeah. exhausting but that's why he was that's why he was number one in the ratings because he also pushed the monologue see we were just talking <laughs> it's true you can I'm look just it up you shit. You know. I know but yeah it is a different it's a different uh, what is it it's a different yeah. audience. I get it. You're right. But it, uh, absolutely. But they said Leno would always have a 15 minute monologue, so people would go watch. Um, they would watch Letterman. He had a shorter monologue. Yeah. And then no one wants to watch commercials, so they flip it over to Leno, who's still going. Mm-hmm. And so that got more ratings on Leno because it was a longer monologue. Here, <sighs> I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying that that's how he kept <laughs> eyes on it. You know. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. joe was going for a drink it didn't work out (laughs) um i have an idea from now on we're gonna do a thing i'm gonna i'm gonna create a button for a quick little segment and we'll see how long i can i can make this last but i'm gonna pull one random Leno joke and one (laughs) random letterman joke for every episode that'd be fun wouldn't that be fun It'll be us, us checking in. It, it's too bad that there isn't like a, a database or whatever out there that I could find like 10 years ago today. Oh, that'd be this great. is the joke that yeah. they did. But that would be awesome. But I'll, there's enough out there on YouTube that I will I'll, I'll pull some and I'll be fair. I don't care. Yeah, and I, I, I'll be I'll be fair. And if and if Leno has the better joke. <laughs> I'll let him have it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna this work on. Fun. I'm gonna work on that for next um, time. In, in other news, not that we're doing news, uh, but Jimmy Fallon got renewed for five more years at <gasps> nice. the Tonight Show. Good for him. Yeah, so he's a he's a good kid. I really miss him on, and he's older than me. I know. I really miss him on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. It just like yeah. I felt like it was more edgy, you know. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I that's if you are the Tonight Show. And you're an hour earlier. You've got to be an hour more tame. That makes sense, right? Yep. You have you know mm-hmm. people that haven't gone to bed quite yet, but that's exactly their, like oh boy. I did have oh my Letterman thing is still playing. Listen it's to this. Time for a George W. Bush joke that's not really a joke. Now <laughs> <laughs> we did this one last night, and I loved it so much we brought it back tonight. Oh, this is George W. Bush. He's just back from his trip to Africa. He's back in Texas, and he's addressing a crowd in Texas, and he's talking about his trip to Africa. We think George thinks he's got a joke here. We don't think it is a joke. Listen carefully. It's the George W. Bush joke that's not wait. really a joke. 
It's the first time uh, we've been back uh, to Texas since our trip to Africa. And you may recall, we went to a park in Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he does that shit. That makes no but it's it's like he's delivering a punchline. Yeah, in Bash One. It's like what? Oh uh, my god. Uh ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go. It's hilarious. Um, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh we'll talk to you soon. Say bye, Joe. Yeah, bye everyone. <laughs> god. <laughs>